What's up, everybody? This is Davis Green over at Con Freaks and Geeks, and I would like to welcome you to a brand new episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and more. If you want to check out more of this series, give us a thumbs up and a subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can listen to any of these each of these episodes on any podcast services like Apple or Google Podcasts. Uh, on any or any other podcast services uh if you also want to check out any fantastic geeky content go to uh all in one area go to our main website confreaksandgeeks.com and it will always show you some awesome content uh today i my guest on this incredible episode is an, an awesome OG gamer. His passion of gaming has led him uh, from making great YouTube content and creating his own gaming company and convention. I would like to introduce you to my friend John Lester, aka Gamester81. How are you doing, well, sir? What's up, man? I appreciate you having me on. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm so glad that we were able to finally connect. It's been so long. <laughs> it has been a while, man. It's been too long. Too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, well, anyways, let's get down to it. Uh, uh, just tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who is John Lester? Man, I'm I'm, I'm old school. Uh, I I started with uh, gosh, when did my YouTube channel start? 2008. Uh, I started a YouTube channel called Gamester 81. Of course, watch Angry Video Game Nerd and you know the classics. And uh, you know my 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 love is of course for the old school systems, right? So uh, I grew up playing. My very first console was the the ColecoVision. Uh, then went, of course, went to the NES and grew up in that 16-bit wars during, you know, Super Nintendo and Genesis era. So I have oh, an affinity for uh, just the old school games, of course. Um, so started that channel uh, 2008 and mm-hmm. uh, kind of evolved. And I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So started a, a spinoff YouTube channel called Star Wars Net 77 and where I cover do Star Wars, my, my Star Wars collection is honestly bigger than my gaming collection, believe it or not, man. So, are you uh, serious? You, serious? You know what's actually, yeah, you, you know what's funny? It's like, because like <laughs> I remember one year, uh, I think it was when it was Star Wars Celebration was in Orlando. Yeah. I, I had no idea you were going to be there. Yeah, we bumped into each other. That's right. I remember that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, man, for sure. So, of course, started that channel and eventually got into game development, became co owner of a company called Collector Vision Games, which uh, we make a lot of what people consider, I guess, homebrew games, right? For new games for for classic consoles. But we just released our new game, Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayan. Uh, came out for Switch and uh, Steam last year, September last year. Uh, we're also porting that to the Xbox One, PS4 uh, later this year. And as you mentioned before, uh, Coco founded a, an event here in Phoenix called the Game on Expo, which is, a, I kind of like explain, it's like Comic-Con for gamers, you know? It's, uh, it's a place for not just video gamers, uh, but tabletop uh we have of course anime uh it's it's old school to modern a little something for everyone my god dude like the, literally the journey from like youtuber back in 08 like that's like what the big infantile states of youtube i, I started uh, a really good now. time yeah for sure man. It's, it's grown <laughs> youtube's grown and evolved and changed and i still pretty active uploading videos on there but uh it's i've met many good friends i've gotten a lot of cons met really cool people i've i've, I've met you through through our mutual friend neil and mm-hmm. uh so it's been fun man oh that's awesome that's cool uh i've always wondered like what like where did you get the name like games are 81 like what made you <laughs> i mean obviously for the use 81 makes sense but like get this yeah. specifically games are 81 though so come on 81 is the year i'm aging myself here but that's the year i was born <laughs> uh-huh. uh and then uh my last name is lester and i just took uh-huh. gamester and lester and merged it so if they were get married lester and game <laughs> game and lester were gamester that's what Kind of, you know, and, and kind of rise with gangster, I guess, a little bit too. So it just gangster eighty one. So it came up to be at. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, uh, you you're you've been like as you know. I mean, as I know, you've been an OG gamer for like a long, long time, uh, as I've known you. And uh, but what I didn't know is like what got you into loving the world of gaming itself. Uh, so like, so what what was... introduced you into it? Man, honestly, dude, it's it was an escape for me back as a kid, right? Because growing up in, in middle school, uh, elementary school, I, I was, dude, beyond, I was picked on, man, you know. So mm-hmm. it was a way for me to kind of escape and just kind of enter my own world. I know it sounds cheesy saying that, but uh, I just became to love games for that. You know, it's a opportunity for me to get my mind off of what's going on in the world. You know, enjoy something that that made me happy, and it still does to mm-hmm. this point. So for me, gaming is uh, it's an escape uh, to to happiness for me. But now it's, of course, looking back on old school games, it's 
have a, a certain nostalgia for it too, right? Like I, I have fond memories of playing games and I love that there are, are, are new type, new modern games coming out. They're kind of done in the old school. And I still play modern games too, don't get me wrong, but I mm. definitely have uh, an affection for like old school games for sure. Well, I mean, they have that, like, I mean, modern games are still like amazing now because now since we've caught up to like you know the graphics and how people can actually interpret right. how gaming looks as opposed to you remember like I me mean, we were like we were children of the 80s so we definitely mm-hmm. understood like the mm-hmm. level of hardness difficulty mm-hmm. and like you know d- and, and stuff that 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 gaming introduced so yeah. uh that's the one thing that's really kind of missed out now is that kind of level in my opinion and and uh and gaming than, than what it was then because we didn't yeah. have the internet or difficult like the Man. like uh you remember yeah. like contra <laughs> contra Dude, is one of the doubt, hardest yeah, games one of the hardest stuff. games uh <laughs> golden ghosts one of the hardest games oh my oh, gosh God. Was, uh but i remember like looking back at my middle school life like i grew up in outside of seattle bellevue uh and mm-hmm. growing after school middle school i remember there's a there's an arcade called zones and i remember just going to this after school and playing like street fighter 2 seeing that game for the first time and like mm-hmm. when mortal kombat came out and like those fighting games like you would have a lineup of people playing this i remember put my quarter up on like i'm next i got next oh, you yeah. know uh i mean you know how it goes we're a child of the 80s you know that's how it went right child's in the 80s and 90s so uh <laughs> you know for sure oh man that mortal kombat oh god that mortal kombat <laughs> just gives me nightmares to this and, day <laughs> and it's crazy like now through through game on expo i've gotten to know those guys pretty well like uh daniel Pacina and who played mm-hmm. uh you know uh johnny cage and and, and scorpion and, and all the old OG like Mortal Kombat guys through Game on Expo. There's like, mm-hmm. gosh, a dozen of them I've got to know. So like, it's weird as a, you know, if you were to ask my ten year old self like if I would be like legit friends with these people who are in this game, like it would have blown my <laughs> mind, man. It's pretty crazy. So oh god, that's cool. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. always cool when you when you get to that like, oh wow, it's like oh, it's like I grew up with around you, and now I know you. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, thing. I mean Daniel Pacino, he's the guy. If you if you're looking at a Mortal Kombat one cabinet, he's the guy on the side art. Like he's. Johnny Cage. He was Raiden. Oh, was he John? Oh, he was Johnny Cage. His brother was Raiden. His brother was Raiden. Uh, He was Johnny Cage, man. He was like Johnny Cage, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, uh, Smoke, and then he was a bunch of other characters, man. Uh, He he was definitely an OG, for sure. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. do you have any like do you have a favorite genre of games that you like to that that you usually gravitate towards yeah i i love platformers like classic platformers you know like looking like mega man series love it uh castlevania series love that too uh even Mm. super mario brothers i mean love all those games i like i like uh role-playing games as well uh i like i like man there's really isn't a genre i mean even sports games man i go back in the day Mm. and like uh i'll play madden here and there and all that good stuff but i remember like on the dreamcast playing like the 2k games you know like 2k1 nfl and all that you know so uh, i love it all man to be honest there isn't really a genre i don't like to be honest oh so you're, you're just all around you're just all yeah, around i mean gamer. if i get to pick one, <laughs> if i were to pick one i'd probably say platformer would be my, mm-hmm. my 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 love uh but man i love uh like the old school rpgs too man like you know final mm-hmm. old school final fantasies and things like that man like the japanese rpgs you know, it's yeah. funny. It's like I was talking to uh, last week. We were talking to uh, uh, Kaho Shibuya. She's like in Japan, okay. and uh, yeah, and uh, she was saying like how like she like I like uh, she. I was surprised how much of an old school like RPG fan she was, and she right. was giving me like knowledge of stuff that I didn't even know. Like, I had yeah. no idea. And I was like, I man, like I, like schooling me with this stuff, and I was yeah. just and like, man. <laughs> there's just so much to be said about the Japanese RPGs, like the music, man. I mean, mm. like. Oh, it brings me to tears yeah. sometimes. It's so beautiful. It's so awesome. Awesome music. That's true. Yeah, yeah we got screwed sure. though in the U.S. Though we got screwed though in the earlier in the earlier yeah, years. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is we true. Never got a lot of them. Absolutely. Oh boy. For sure. <laughs> All right, and uh, uh and uh, I know, uh, and I know since you're since you're like a old school gamer, uh, I I know I can ask you this question, but mm-hmm. uh, what is one of the hardest games that you you have beaten, or that you that that's not like really crazy for you, or that you've beaten? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I, that's a good question, dude. For sure, uh, I'd say like I've beaten Ghosts and Goblins, and that's that's a freaking hard, hard game to beat. But, the original uh, one, like original on Nintendo one. for Nintendo, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Oh, um, I've also beat like Adventure Island for Nintendo, which is crazy hard oh, too to beat. Uh, but man, that's been some time. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I could beat them now. <laughs> I'm like, those are the times when like I would pause it and like. You know, there was no save on Adventure Island. You just pause it and like walk, come back and and play it. You know, and then you get frustrated because like it would freeze the system. Event days would go by, and you know, anyway. Um, yeah, so, you did that. 
What? Oh yeah, dude. I would pause games and like <laughs> for days, you know, and come back because there's no safe features on those. There was no battery in the back then, you know. It needs to uh-huh. games for like Adventure Island and shit. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, those are probably the two that come to my mind. Uh, there's been a handful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not definitely nothing more. I mean, more modern games. I've beaten Cuphead, and that's yeah. a really hard game. You know. Yeah, but uh, like. Compared to like, dude, like, still can't compare to like Contra, which was like one hit kill. Yeah, I mean, I've beaten Contra, but you with the cheat, right? With a thirty, without the cheat, without the cheat, forget about it. I I have not beaten Contra (laughs) without the cheat. But yeah, I do the up, up, down, down, left, right, cheat. Yeah, you know the dummy code. (laughs) Uh, That definitely Uh, helps. Uh, And that's just a great port to the arcade. Have you ever played the Contra arcade port? I've never played the Contra arcade port. I've been wanting to. I've heard it's it's difficult. Really, it it is hard. It is hard, and. It's one of the rare situations I think Nintendo like is a better port than the actual arcade. Although their arcade's not bad, but like mm-hmm. I just remember playing the the NES port. I think people are that's more well known than the arcade itself, right? So kind of one of those interesting, unique situations where the port is actually better than the original game. Uh, wow! So during that wait, so during that time, the the the, the console version was better than the arcade version. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's more popular. Certainly more popular. Uh, oh, I mean, graphically, the, the arcade was better, obviously, but. Uh-huh. but it, it, it's hard man you should definitely if you have a chance to play it on mame or whatever you should check it out on arcade yeah I definitely yeah yeah one that the one that i've always wanted to beat i've never beaten ghosts and goblins i even still or i still haven't even beaten super ghouls and ghosts on the super nintendo but like yeah the, uh, yeah those things were annoying but uh the one that, that that i've always wanted to beat but just couldn't do was uh was a uh, simon's curse if i remember correctly Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that that was such a i don't know that game was just yeah, so crazy beat, to me. i don't know if i've beaten that one yeah those castlevania games are insane too man like konami <laughs> yeah. was just like them and capcom are both ruthless and they're like i mean it's what i call retro hard because it's funny yeah. i had a comment uh about my game sydney hunter the other day and like the guy's like your game's too hard blah blah i'm like dude you have not you have no idea because like you know our game's not nearly compared like it pales in comparison like old school like what i call retro hard man forget about oh god it. no i definitely understand what you mean by retro hard because like like <laughs> i like difficult games don't get me yeah. wrong because usually even nowadays like i when i play a game i like playing it on the hardest level already by default right uh and my friends didn't believe me until i started streaming that way and i was like why are you going the hardest difficulties because like, it's too easy but like right. uh but like retro but like you want a hard game but you want a hard game that's fair so like when you die yeah, right, <laughs> you die right. in a fair way well back like, in retro hard you yeah, could <laughs> castlevania every time in castlevania i get hit and you know you jump back you know and i would always be on like a platform and i get hit by a bat or whatever and i would just always like fall into the lava or whatever <laughs> the it was. void the void you know so i'm like yeah. ah, you know and i get why as a programmer i can understand why they program it that way because mm-hmm. it just with hit detections it makes it's easier to to push back opposed to keep getting hit and hit and hit you know so i, I yeah. understand programming wise why they did that but it's just like it just increased the difficulty crazy because you sometimes you couldn't help but get hit in that game oh and my then, god dude like yeah like games like that and ninja gaiden were like ridiculously yeah. like that same yeah thing. it was yeah. insane you're totally yeah. right yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so like uh so you've uh, you have reviews, uh, like you reviewed on. I've checked some of your video and stuff on a uh, on your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Just want to plug that <laughs> Games Radio One on YouTube. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, you uh, you th- like you reviewed some insanely rare like consoles, like the Sony yeah. Net Yorosi mm-hmm. To the do you have do you first off do you have the net? Is that your Net That is, mine. That is mine. Yeah, my oh, collection. My God. I, I have over like two hundred unique consoles in my collection. It's pretty insane. Jesus. You had no uh, idea because like when when that Net Yorosi first came out and I saw that like. It was in an article. I think it was like a GamePro article I saw. Yeah. I was like, man, I wanted my mom. But it was like seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, in like nineteen ninety six. I don't, I don't know how. Like, I don't know how to program for it because it's pretty much. A program. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to do any of that. I mean, it did come with like really thick instruction books, which I have, of course, with it. But I couldn't right. tell you how to how to program for it because it's basically like a dev <laughs> unit. Uh, it's cool. So you never tried it? You never did. You never tried programming on it? Or I've never. No, I've never done. I've never tried to be honest. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, like okay, so you've done stuff like yeah, you've checked stuff like the the Net Eurosy and also right. in, inexpensive and practical like the your recent video of the Odroid Go Advanced handheld. Right. Yep. Um. Like I uh I won't ask you which one like which one was your favorite console, but I will ask like w- like out of your collection that you have, do you have like a top five? 
that you would say that that you would that you would say as far as like top five uh ones that i play or as far as like rarity what are you top five what like, like five like what you would say like what you're proud of even getting like it's like like rarity oh, like, like okay, if like, it's something some that's your, your own personal pride it, okay. it could be like you can say the nintendo system if you wanted to but. i have okay well i have a um <laughs> uh, apple bandai pippin i don't know if you know what that is oh i know uh, what that is it came out in <laughs> the 90s it was uh kind of a, it was a marriage between bandai and apple at the time and uh, basically it was like a consoleized mac essentially what it was right so there's two versions there's the uh, at world and at mark uh mm. and i get them mixed up one is white and one's black or or mm. dark gray uh and there didn't sell very well at all it was a really failed terrible it was, system it was when apple in the <laughs> 90s like it was before you know when steve jobs left left apple like it was yeah. during that time when apple was struggling you know um mm. so it was kind of a rough patch for apple didn't sell well at all. I mean, the controller is interesting because it has a rollerball in the middle of it, which is cool. Yeah, I um, do remember that. And so I have one of those. I have the black version, which is the more uncommon of the two, which mm-hmm. is cool. I have um, what else do I have? I'm trying to think. I have a Nintendo 64 disk drive, uh, which was oh, you have the 64 DD, mm-hmm, which yeah, the DD, and that's an attachment. Uh-huh. For those who don't know, it was an attachment that if you have an N64. Take a look at the bottom of your N64. There's actually a, a flip, like a thing you can actually take off. Uh, Nintendo designed it to have like an extension, like, and this is what it was. It was it only came out in Japan, only mail order. Uh, it was mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where you have to order online. I think they only sold like sixty thousand of them. They didn't sell very well. Not a lot. Not it was many, terrible. Many. Uh, but but the, although, uh, like, I went to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. But like, I went no. to Japan last year, and I had the chance to go buy one because uh, I went to a. Uh, uh, to super potato okay. and uh and i was like man i really want to get it but they were charging <laughs> it was like 600 700 dollars i'm wow. just like man wow. i want to keep it and it, it was with box and i was just okay. like i there was no way i could keep i, I could take that's that awesome. with me yeah that's cool it, i'm uh, kicking myself though i really should have gotten it <laughs> so that is a, that's a cool it's a cool cool unit um you know there's some games i have a about, I don't know, maybe half a dozen games. Only a few games came out, right? Maybe six of them. There was a successor mm-hmm. to Mario Paint called Mario uh, Art, uh, which not many people knew about. And there was like five or six games that came out with that, right? So I have like four mm-hmm. of the five. Uh, but essentially, it was like Mario Paint on steroids. Uh, you can like do some really cool things. It's it's in Japan. The menu's all in Japanese and stuff. So it's kind of hard for me to get around. But uh, I have, have that game. I have um, F, there's a SimCity game for it, which is really cool. Uh, and uh, there's like that, that character I forget. You know, remember uh, some city for Super Nintendo, the guy with the green hair, uh, yeah, Doctor, yeah, what's yeah. his name? He's I also on Smash name. Brothers. But anyway, um, he he's actually in this game. What's really cool about this? It's like SimCity 2000. But what's really cool is you can actually go street level and like first person kind of go through the city and like talk to people, which is really cool. Mm. Uh, and, oh, that's cool. And, and there's also a really cool game, F Zero had a game mm. for the disk drive, which I own. And what's cool about that is you can actually create your own tracks, which is awesome. Oh, what? So you can create oh, your own yeah. tracks and customize everything. And so if you played F-Zero for the N64, essentially it's that, but you can customize, which is awesome. And you can you can upload it online at the time and play other people's courses, which is for the mid-90s was pretty advanced. It was pretty cool. Um, pretty crazy. I have a thing. You I can't help. Go ahead. You, you have the keyboard? For the, the N64? 64 keyboard? I do yeah, not. No, I don't, I don't oh, have okay. one of those. No, no. Uh, okay. Um, I have a little handheld called, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called the Gizmondo. Uh, mm, sounds it familiar. came out yeah. in early 2000s, fairly did fairly decent in the UK, didn't do very well in here in the States. It's a handheld, and it was it's pretty advanced for its time. It, uh, it had augmented reality before that was even a thing, like way mm-hmm. before that was even out. Like they had like games where you can do augmented reality. We can do it on our phones now, but or, or whatever, but uh, it was like way advanced for its time. And the games look like SD cards, and uh, the guy was either Swedish or Norwegian. Some, but anyway, he um, he was a part of the mafia, and he was like got in what? trouble. Yeah, it was like a huge deal, and like they like abruptly stopped sales and didn't sell very well at all. So I have one of those. Um, <laughs> My gosh, there's a system called the Bally Home Library Computer, which is old school. It came out in the um, 70s, kind of after Atari 2600, kind of late 70s. It was mm-hmm. Bally's version of the Atari 20. It was the answer of like the Intellivision and everything. That's the kind of who they were battling with. Um, mm-hmm. But the version I have is a version that was only sold in New York during like the the first wave, like the first like kind of test unit demo units that would go out and ship out. That's what I have because it changed. Uh, it changed Bally Astrocade is what it's mainly known for. I don't uh-huh. know if you've heard of the Astrocade, but it's. I don't know if you remember the movie Vacation with Chevy Chase. 
Yes. Like, have you seen yes, it? Of course. There's a scene yeah. in that movie where they're actually like mapping out their their trek to Wally World, and in mm-hmm. that scene is an Astrocade, uh, if console. Oh, wow. So it's kind of interesting. But yeah, the version I have is called the Home Library Computer, which is like the predecessor to the Astrocade, uh, which is rare. And when I got it at the time, I had no idea it was so rare. But that seems to be uh, pretty rare. Uh, there's there's the, a lot. Of- um- this, that that was happening during the time when like you met, like uh, you, the uh, the time when uh, gaming was kind of at the verge of collapsing, right? Like in yeah, it came out. Yeah, so the, the crash was eighty three. The crash was uh-huh. eighty three, right? Um, and so this this came out in like seventy eight, seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eighty three was like they were just releasing a ton of shovelware. They were oversaturating. Oversaturating. Yeah. I mean, there was like the twenty six hundred. The uh, you know, obviously in television, the ColecoVision. The Vectrix, which was a great system, kind of came out yeah. during that time. Yeah. And there's so many market just flooded and there was a crash, right? As you're aware. Um, so this came out kind of, this didn't, this sold decently, but it didn't, Atari just owned most of the market share back then, right? So it was hard, right. hard to compete. Um, but man, my favorite like old school console is like probably the, the ColecoVision. That's the one I grew up playing. There's a lot of great arcade ports for it. Uh, I have an Atom computer, which is, um, uh, there, it was a, com, com, a computerized version of the Coleco that came out called the Atom, and it came out by Coleco. And the reason they called it the Atom is because their biggest com- competition at the time was the Apple II, right, computer, and Atom ate the Apple. You know, if you go, that's a kind of what they, <laughs> they, they called it Atom computer, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, that's cool. so, so uh, <laughs> but it's a pretty cool. It was it was a huge design flaw because in order to power down. The system you had to do it through the printer, which is weird, because it had like an external one of those dot matrix printer, like you know printers, old school. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you had to you had to power it down to the printer. So if you like if today, if for those who are listening and want to get an Atom computer, make sure you have the, the printer that go along with it, because it's like, and if you take out the game while you're playing, it used cassette tapes and cartridges. But if you were to take out the like the game while you're playing it, it would crash. It would just brick the whole computer. Oh crash it. Yeah, it was insane. it was total design flaw. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and it was basically the reason why Clico went bankrupt because they were just spent so much money shipping these things and making these. Uh- I can only imagine how much it would have been, especially during that time. For especially for the personal computer in the eighties, that must have been like I think it retailed like it for like nine hundred, maybe a thousand dollars in eighty three. Which yeah, if you, if you include inflation, I don't know what that is today, but that's probably like. Three, four thousand. I don't know what it is. Like several thousand dollars, I imagine. Right? Yeah, yeah. It I mean, would definitely be. You're literally that kid. You would literally be that kid to be like, yeah. His his parents gave you everything. You know, if you yeah. if, if you had one of those, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That, yeah. that is so insane. I still have my my original Apple II computer and my Mac, like the old school, like black and white. Remember those first model ones? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. My my mom Morgan Trail has. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I'm like you don't you like it's like I I I get my, I can never beat that game straight I I've, I was so terrible with that that and where in the world's Carmen San Diego oh that game you come to the encyclopedia and you're like I don't know what to look for and yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally oh my god or the uh, right. the point and click games like the Sierra games like King's Quest like oh open, King's Quest yeah open door oh shoot what the heck that's not working uh pick up no that's not the right adjective uh you know you try to like type in the right you have to type exactly the right phrase or otherwise the exact phrase yeah not yeah because it was too stupid to figure out like oh you <laughs> yeah. meant open the door <laughs> yeah okay move oh. door oh move door okay that works but open doesn't you know it's like <laughs> it's like who says it that way yeah it's so right. crazy oh man so like uh like you said before like you create uh you released your first games uh last yeah. year sydney yeah. hunter mm-hmm. uh now that the game is out um how would you rate the process i mean because you you're not i mean this is your first go at like you know yeah, the process yeah. of gaming you know yeah. Yeah. so so like how would you rate the process from its incubation state to getting it out on e-stores and manufacturing and stuff like like how how, how would you rate that like was how was that long uh it would tell you the first thing that comes to mind it, we we got a pre- it took over a year for nintendo to get back to us on approval you know Are you and, serious and, yeah wow and like even right now we're going through sony right now and it's like sony is slow uh, I don't, it's, maybe mm-hmm. it's because of what's going on with covid i i really don't know to be honest with you but they're they're very slow with with getting back which is kind of frustrating so uh slow so you have to be patient for sure um, mm-hmm. we, we, oh, look, I mean, we, we've been around as a company, Collector Vision Games since 08, 09. So we've been around for a while. Um, but we're primarily been making like homebrew games, right? Like our primary mm-hmm. thing is like new games for the ClecoVision or like for the NES and stuff like that. So 
marketing um, and creating a game for uh, a, a console, old school console is very different than on a modern platform. So we really mm-hmm. had no idea expectations wise, how many sales we'd make. Like, honestly, we were like, oh, we're going to sell millions of copies and be rich. And that's not the mm-hmm. case. Right. So it's just like right. it, it, the way I look at it now, it's, it's this marathon, not a sprint. You know, we, we have mm-hmm. to like keep pushing. I'd say like when we de- do sales is when we make most of our sales, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I think people are very price sensitive. Uh, yes. and, and when it comes to gaming right now, you know, and so I can understand that certainly. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of like getting the name out there and we're not like, we don't have a major publisher behind us. We're totally indie. Like we all have our day jobs. We're like, you know, so we're all trying to put, we put our own sweat, blood, sweat and tears in this game project, you know? So we went, we spent five years on this game, you know? So oh. the good news is the reviews have been great. Like people who are playing it, like if you go on steam right now, I think it's got like a 90% rating out of like, you know, 40 plus it's got 92% out of like 45 reviews, which is great. So I'm very proud of the fact that people who are playing it love it. It's just a matter of getting people to play it and give us a shot, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I, I definitely had the chance to play it too. And yeah, it's, it's a real, it is definitely a really fun game. I will, uh, I will definitely uh, attest to that. But Thank like, you. I guess the biggest issue, like, I've always wondered because, like, I, you're not the first person that said that Nintendo was kind of slow when it came to that, mm-hmm. to the, to their mm-hmm. eShop and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just, I was very curious about that. I was like, what did like how long did you have to wait? Is this not something that you could just I mean, say, it good, Oh, it's it, gonna be done by the end of the year? It but? took a good year. Uh, and you know, after once we got a rep, it was a little bit better because we had some mm-hmm. like a contact person. But even mm-hmm. when the game launched, we're like, Hey, Nintendo, can we get some love? Can you like put our trailer on your, your Facebook or t- tweet us out? And no mm-hmm. love there, right? So, um, unfortunately, and you know, we tried reaching out to IGN, we tried to reach out to like you know, uh, Kotaku and all these big, um, uh, big big sites to try to get them to mm-hmm. like try our game out and, and no luck so we we eventually brought on our pr firm who was the same pr firm that was behind like they did like shovel knight and other mm-hmm. games so they had some some but they're not cheap because we had a retainer for six months and oh, uh and, and by the time we launched our game it was almost too late to to really get any good publicity for it because once the game's out like i feel like people don't really care much about it to be honest as far as media goes which kind of sucks mm-hmm. You know, so um, the good news is that we are releasing um, a physical for Switch, which is awesome. So we're working with a third party there, uh, and that should be hopefully, we'll, fingers crossed, we'll hopefully be announcing that next month uh, mm-hmm. officially with some more details. So that's exciting. Uh, we're also got uh, Xbox One and PS4 coming out soon. So we've got some other things that we're going to be going on the Apple uh, as well platform. So we have some really exciting things in the works for this game. So it's certainly not over. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, it, we're in it for the long haul uh that's awesome you know, so fortunately yeah mm-hmm. oh that's cool i mean good definitely definitely glad glad yeah, that's thank you for uh, playing it up for you thank you for oh yeah no it. problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> well uh yeah uh i saw that you streamed it one time and i was like i uh, and i knew that you that you were that you were you were promoting it like crazy at your yeah. at the events and i was like right. i gotta try this out when it comes out so yeah no thank definitely. you it's, we, we put our blood sweat and tears in this game mm-hmm. i'm at the end of the day i'm very happy the way it turned out i wouldn't change it for the world um story i think turned out great i think uh people really comment on the music the the controls are solid firm so it's you know i I wouldn't change anything about the game to be honest with you the only thing i would change is just getting the word out you know and that's just going to come in time and look there's been games a lot of great games we're kind of under the radar right now i mean we're kind of what i call i'm gonna still quote from my good friend jason uh hidden Mm -hmm. gem you know is what he likes (laughs) metal jesus rock says uh so it is kind of a hidden gem out there for for modern platforms which is fine and it's just if we can get someone to like who's got a good following who can cover it I think it'll, it'll, it'll blow up from there. So it's just a matter of time. Okay. Yeah, it sounds cool, though. Yeah. We're definitely rooting for yeah. you on that one. Thanks, definitely. Man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, what, what, uh, what gave you the drive to get in the world of game development after hearing how brutal, you know, it was or it, that it, or it could be, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm just passionate about games. I got into, I got involved with Collector Vision Games, long story short. I just, I used to do a series on called Retro with Joe with my, my neighbor who owned the site Atari2600.com and, he has it's a it's a shop where he sells a bunch of games online um and i used to go over his house and we just talk about games in one episode uh we used to talk about like was on on like uh homebrew games and at the end of the episode he's like have you ever thought about doing your own game i'm like i don't know what i would call it he's like just call it game Ready won the video game and we're just kind of laughed and <laughs> sure enough he went on to atari age and got connect with people and we re-released a game called game Ready won the video game for the clique vision <laughs> and sure enough, it was Coleco, uh, Collector Vision who released it. So I got to know the guys really well, and they asked me to join join the team. And after that, because we got along really well, and I've been with them for seven years now, eight years. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, started getting into the modern gaming and 
like I said, we really didn't know what to expect. But at the end of the day, we, we do it for for passion. We do it for fun. Um, it is it is it is frustrating. Steam, uh, it's it's hard because there's so many games out there on Steam. You just get lost oh, in the it's, mix. It's man. a dumpster it's, fire on Steam, to be it honest. Is, it's it a is. giant dumpster fire. It is, yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, my, and, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. But no, no. no I, my only last point was like. Let's just say, like, I'm glad I haven't quit my day job <laughs> at the end of the day. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, if if you're doing this for a living, and uh, it, it'd be very, very difficult, I think, unless like you can catch fire, you can get someone to cover it, or like get that exposure. But um, mm. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, like have a back good back, and like how Cuphead was like when it was in its in its infant when its uh, right. development stage. Microsoft decided to say, "Hey, we'll put some money back on this." Right? And then, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and whenever those like I hear stories about that, like Cuphead or like uh, Yacht Club Games with Shovel Knight, man, I tip my hat to those guys. And actually, what's really cool the the CEO of uh, Yacht Club Games called me like because I reached out to him and about my game and my experience. Because to be honest, I had a bad experience. We were going to be on a platform. Uh, I won't say what platform, but we had like a pretty much an agreement signed and they were like, no, we don't want your game anymore because we see that it's not selling as well as we thought it would. And I'm like, wow, really? Okay. Uh, and so like I reached out to Yacht Club because I know they were on this platform and dude, the guy called me out. We talked for over an hour and he was like, he, he like, yeah, don't, don't sweat it. You know, you, you, you get punched in the face sometimes, but you just gotta, you know, make yourself stronger for it, you know, and, uh, move on. So yeah, that's awesome. Was, it was cool. It was great. I mean, a lot of cool people out there in the community for sure. Yeah, Yacht Club. Well, Yacht Club is. If I had to say any of the most humblest people, is definitely the people from Yacht Club game. Absolutely, are, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah, every time I, I've talked to them, they've been so straight, like so nice, so so optimistic, so positive. Uh, especially for and I will making that support any game that based on. I mean, I loved them before I played Shovel Knight and I buy all those games anyway. But based mm-hmm. on my personal experience working with talking to them and. Like you said, they're so humble, and that's like I hope to be that someday for another developer, where like someone can reach out to me and say, "Hey, John, you were successful with this game. What, what did you do?" And you know, I hope to pass it forward, so to speak. You know, maybe I'll be in that opportunity someday. So we'll see. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, could you give some of the trials and tribulations that you encountered when making your first game? I guess you already did say that, so I guess we shouldn't really go into it. So never mind. Let's skip that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really did. I mean, you were like saying yeah. like all the stuff you had to deal with. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> yeah. But you know, honestly, so, Davis. At the end of the day, like uh, when we see people playing our game or streaming our game and liking it, that makes it worth mm-hmm. it for us. I think if we were to release a game and people like trashing and like. You know, even even so, we get we get thumbs down every once in a while on Steam. I think we have like three out of forty something. But when someone mm-hmm. leaves a thumbs down, it's it stings a little bit. But I appreciate people taking the time to play our game. I appreciate people taking the time to share their thoughts. You know, so can't take it personal. You know, but it is our yeah. baby. You know, it is our baby for sure. I mean, yeah, it's I, I always kind of preach this. I always like, have a soapbox on when I, uh, when we do our podcast. Uh, shameless plug, see uh, the CFG Gamecast. Uh, but uh, we uh, like uh, I've always said like I mean, big things is gaming is very subjective. I mean, yeah. and I know that, I, I, and I and I can't really compare what you've experienced since you've made the game, you've released it out in the public and stuff. But from the most part, every time when you see a review, it's like you you can have a hundred thousand up to like up a uh, thumbs up, but the ones that sting you is the th- thumbs down the, yeah, the, the 100 true. thumbs down reviews yeah because it's like oh this person's like very but, critical of it you know but you know even games like cuphead which i love and shovel knight they have thumbs down so uh-huh. at the end of the day you can't please everyone and like you said it's mm-hmm. objective and like i said the other day i appreciate them taking time to play as long as they're honest in their opinion like mm-hmm. just not do like this game of shit you know whatever without leaving yeah. you know as long as they get like when they put in like 10 minutes in the game and they leave a thumbs down that's when it gets frustrating but if they like legit oh, yeah. put like time of the game and they play it and they're thumb down it hey at least i i, I tip my hat to you because i respect you because you played it you give it a shot and i appreciate mm. your opinion you know it's kind of it's kind of like uh what's it called like what well like if the last of us 2 was not backed by like it wasn't a triple a title and then what happened for that when that game came out initially uh day one there was already fifteen thousand down votes uh, on metacritic uh, on wow. that because people yeah because people just was going by hearsay i mean i bet you a million bucks most of these people didn't play that game during the time right, it was right. 24 hours removed so like i mean and like before a smaller developer like a smaller indie if there's going to be something like that in that situation i hate to see that kind of stuff yeah, it's like right. you're really you, this is a person's like you know livelihood 
and uh, you're you're going to be throwing that kind of thing out, like that kind of hatred out, negativity, without right. even really giving it a chance. And that kind of, right. I do kind of take that a little personal when I when I see that kind of stuff. No, you know? absolutely, that's right, that's right for sure. So, and yes. my, just make your own game if they're going to be, you know, jerky about it. Go, <laughs> go make your own game and have fun doing that and see what it's like. Yeah, so. it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, come on, they can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, for okay. Sure. Okay, and uh, what uh, and uh, what inspirations did you pull uh, from when making Sydney Hunter? Like- Good question, man. So you know, a lot of games like we already kind of mentioned, man. I mean, you've played it, so you probably you can probably recognize some of them. Castlevania mm-hmm. for sure with a whip, and you know that those kind of elements where you break certain things and items, gems will pop yeah. out, things like that. That also a lot of like modern games like Shovel Knight, to be honest with you, uh, some elements from that. Um, Mega Man. I kind of felt a little bit of pitfall in it. Too, a little bit, a little yeah. Bit. The game was initially yeah. uh, very influenced by. In fact, this project started called uh, City Hunter Mayan's Revenge for the mm-hmm. NES, and it was going to be a Montezuma's Revenge type clone. I don't know if you ever played Montezuma's oh. Revenge. Yes, yes, um, I have. So that's kind of how the, the the project started, and it kind of evolved into. Uh, we just kept adding ideas and it got too big for the NES, and so we just decided, okay, we're going to make it for Unity and create for modern platforms. And it's kind of evolved into what it is. Uh, so we kept the Maya theme behind it still. Um, so a lot of Mega Man. In fact, I would call it Maya Man. It's kind of like, you know, because it's got the Maya <laughs> Mega Man. Uh, the, the, the bosses battles you probably recognize are very Mega Man feel to them. Many of mm-hmm. them are kind of Mega Man boss battle feel. You enter the gate and it kind of, you know, goes up. Um, yeah. uh, very like Mario Brothers 2. Uh, there's mm. some some parts of like, there's an alternate ending. There's two endings in the game. Uh, there's a happy ending and there's like a sad ending depending on how you play it. A lot of people, uh, according to the stats on Steam, less than two percent of people have unlocked that sad ending, which is interesting because of two percent, two percent, like one point seven percent. Yeah, it's pretty low. Oh my gosh! Uh, so it's pretty hard to get. To. It's not hard to get to. It's just tricky to get to as far as you have to know what uh-huh. to do. Um, so there's an ending that's kind of very similar to like Mario Two ending kind of ish uh, in that regard. So uh, there, there's also enemies that are very for drawn inspired by Mega Man or from Mario Brothers 2 like that the enemy that kind of traces the the borders of the platforms like mm-hmm. that's that's in this game um there is a lot of influence from Zelda 2 like more mm-hmm. obscure Zelda like there's a, a waterfall scene where he drops uh and behind a waterfall which is taken directly from more Zelda 2 which is interesting um so there, there's been a lot a lot of easter eggs we've put in the game there's a point you know when you're getting gems there's a little tiny number that will pop up how many points you get for each gem. And so right. there's a point in the game where there's like seven gems in a row and you'll see it and it says eight, six, seven, five, three, Oh one. Like, you know, like <laughs> little, log. little subtle things like that. Like <laughs> people may get it being an eighties kid. You know, you might recognize the reference of that song, you know, Jenny, yeah. Jenny, you know, uh-huh. five, seven. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Uh, so we've added some subtle, subtle things like that too, for sure. So a lot it's of influences. So awesome. Yeah. We've kind of, you know, I, I say it's our love letter to the retro gaming community than like games we played growing up, but it's got a lot of things that are unique to it too, that are its own. So we didn't want to make it like a copycat. We want to make it a unique game. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and uh, not only did you make the first vid- your your first video game, but as you said, you said you've made the ga- a gaming company mm-hmm. with the uh, that's uh, that's rising pretty much. I mean, it's always it's evolving mm-hmm. uh, from what it, what it was initially. Like, uh, so w- could you describe more what Collector Vision is uh, itself? Like, what is it? Yeah. You so there's there's three of us that own it, and myself, and the two other my two part- partners are in Montreal, Canada. Um, and you know, we just all have just a passion for video gaming. So we, we've we made games for, I mean, anything from the Atari 2600 literally to modern platforms. Uh, some of the more obscure platforms we've covered was uh, the Texas Instruments computer, like back in the 80s. Like we made a, a, a floppy for that, believe it or not. So wow. we cover all, you know, and when we're talking about ColecoVision games, it's a very niche market, right? Very small, mm. very passionate fans, though. So when we make a new ColecoVision game, we're talking like maybe a couple hundred copies, like pretty limited, right, uh, mm-hmm. in, in production. So, you know, we, we, we're we very uh, touching to detail. We're very, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that the products that we do release are, are quality. So uh, we're not one of those games that we'll push out. We don't push out games left and right like that. We don't want to rush the games. Like there's some projects we work on for five years still. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it's fresh in that regard because I want to get them out like today or yesterday. But at the end of the day, like if you make a game on their cart, you can't update it. You know, you can't fix it. So we got to right. make sure that it's quality. And, and we're a very small team. So we have 
people we work with all over the world. Like we have people in, in, from Mexico City to France to to uh, South America, Brazil to uh, Australia. I mean, all over the world. And it makes things nice through Skype and whatnot to communicate with them. And and so it, it really is truly a, a world company. Like we have people from all over the world working with us. And so, um, you know, it's it's uh, I'm proud of what we've we've accomplished. Man, it's like a technology is a great thing, really. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And then so. not necessarily having to have a physical spot, but like you can work with everyone that you can and to work on different kinds of aspects. Right. But what I loved about like Collector Vision itself on the brand I was looking into it, I'm like, uh, it's definitely a love letter to to a classic, to like to the classic net, uh, classic stuff. Because I even remember like there was a Sydney Hunter, you released Sydney Hunter on the Sega Master System. Yeah. Like yeah. It, you had yeah, a so- console, the cartridge, everything. Yeah, like, uh, right, for it. like right here next to me, I have a Sydney Super Nintendo, right? This is called Caverns <laughs> of Death. Uh, so literally cart, everything, cart, manual. Um, so we have, there's two different, there's several different Sydney Hunter games. So it gets kind of confusing because Sydney's kind of our Mario, mm-hmm. I guess, if you mm-hmm. like, he's our mascot. So we have mm-hmm. Sydney Hunter and uh, Shrines of Peril, which came out for the Sega Master System. You mentioned that came out for the Intellivision, came out for the Commodore 64, both floppy and cartridge uh, for wow. Commodore 64. Uh, we have a port we're working on, um, for the original old school Game Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. we have a port for, uh, the MSX we're working on as well currently. Um, so that's cool. And then we have Caverns of Death, which is another game, which is for Super Nintendo, but we also have a, a Genesis or Mega Drive version. We also have a, a version for, um, it's hard to keep track of all this, man. There's like yeah, so many different, for the, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So mm-hmm. literally, uh, it's, it's a character that really transcends like all platforming whether it's like old school or modern like sydney's on there which is cool mm-hmm. so we we taken some like for example in and curse of the mayan the modern game console the game version there was a, a lava boss in the game that we initially were going to put into the super nintendo make it a boss in this version we mm-hmm. couldn't because of limitations of the hardware like we just the sprite was too big uh it was just limited with what you could do so we just we took them and used them for the the new game, which is cool. So, kind of recycled That's that. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really awesome, man. Yeah. It's so crazy. And then, like, even though still be on top of that, like publishing wise, I mean, Acclaim you got, is under the title with a, so we like, actually uh, own uh, we own the Acclaim uh, trademark now. Yeah, like, back insane. in 2015. Yeah, back in 2015, we applied for it, uh, uh-huh. and and we got it from federal trademark. So. We can't pub. We can't make any new game. Like we can't make. We can't take the old IPs. Like we can't release like mm-hmm. NBA Jam or anything like that. You know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we can. Uh, we can create new games legally using that trademark. So, uh, we debated to like whether we said Chris the Mayan like to put a claim on there. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, we decided not to because we want to make our name for ourselves, right? Right. Fair uh, enough. But for like retro gaming, like we will like for the sake of Master System, we do slap the trademark on there because it's like old school you know like it kind of mm-hmm. has a feel right so it's part of its history it's part oh, of its history it, exactly so yeah. we want to be sensitive to that uh but we also want to make a name for ourselves when it comes to modern because people would just see it as a pr stat they're like oh acclaim you know that's not the same acclaim mm. so we didn't want to right we wanted to be sensitive to that for sure yeah that's, that, that makes sense yeah that, that makes yeah. sense yeah. and uh with your knowledge in gaming itself and the things that you've created on youtube uh and, and now creating your game company uh, like what more are you wanting to do to spread like your love for gaming? Cause it's quite clear. You're very passionate of, <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, uh, of being a gamer and, uh, just uh, like, you know, being creating your own games and stuff. Like what more are you like, are you looking for in the future, uh, uh on your path for this for, as far as gaming in general, <clears throat> Well, yeah, just in general, like I mean, if yeah. you want to make an arcade eventually, call call it Game Game Games Arcade. Games like, arcade. Oh, but- you know, my, <laughs> I want to get. You know, we haven't talked much about Game on Expo, the the convention I started. That was uh, 2015. Was the first year. I know you've been to it in the mm. past, uh, and that's my that's my baby as well, man. Um, and I really mm. love to get that to the point where it's like right now we're kind of getting there locally in Phoenix. I feel like people are starting to really get it, and you know, they're like, oh, they've heard of it, you know but we're still not there in name recognition. I want to get to the point where years down the road, it could take a decade, but I want to get to the point where like people start talking in the same breath as like PAX or talking mm. the same bre- breath as like, you know, um, um, I know E3, even though E3, I guess we'll see what happens with Slowly, E3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to get to a point where people start hearing about it and, and like, just be more of a national draw. 
you know yeah. and, and so then i can with through that platform i can i can i can uh get you know really cool celebrities out there i can promote my games i can promote other indie games could be in a, a platform for other indie developers to to showcase their games etc so that's kind of my goal uh obviously with this year with with covid uh it, it's taken a wrench and a whole bunch of things with with obviously big events right i mean that's it's been right. tough right but we Definitely. we 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 uh we kind of adapted game on this year and we created, we called it the game on mega drive-in. So we're making a, mm-hmm. uh, making a drive-in event out of it. So it's going to be at Westworld of Scottsdale on August 7th mm-hmm. and 8th. And we're excited about it. You know, it's funny that you're mentioning about that. Cause that was actually my next question, but okay, like, cool. I know, like you were saying you were the co-owner, like, of, yeah, like I know you're the co-owner of uh, game on expo and don't get me wrong. It's not a conflict of interest in any way, but I know because we, we go every year to uh, uh, supporting with extra life and stuff. And y'all right. definitely accommodated for it for, uh, very us. And we're definitely grateful for that. Uh, but like, uh, but I'm sure like a lot of people were like sad to see it being canceled this year due to right, the current right, pandemic right, and everything right. but shortly after and then like and then shortly after i think like literally a week after y'all's announcement you did announce that y'all a week or two uh y'all announced that y'all are doing a thing called the mega drive-in i just kind of wanted to get more emphasis like more explanation on what is that or what to expect yeah uh for this new kind of event because i've like yeah. was wondering how this was going to work well yeah i know you know it was painful to have an i like to say postpone till next year because it's not can mm-hmm. i mean the the event's going to continue game on expo itself so i don't like the word term canceled but uh mm-hmm. it is proposed postponed it's not happening this year the the event right. itself right and so that was hard mm-hmm. uh but at the day i think it was the right choice i mean uh obviously want to keep people safe so we kind of you know, i started talking to my the, the show boss av which is a team that we've worked with for several years with the av and the big screen mm-hmm. you've seen our digital screens we've had at the show the pretty top notch and they've been doing driving events up in uh, Westworld and stuff for a while now uh, pop-up drive-ins those are popping up everywhere I don't know how it is in Dallas or you know if you're seeing those locally where you're at but they uh, have you seen any I'm just curious what I I well I mean I've been mostly at home most of the time but for the most okay. part from what I've seen yeah. no I haven't <laughs> okay so so in Phoenix we have like four or five different pop-up driving events so they're they're you know I've seen pop-up concerts like they're like Garth Brooks just played at a pop-up t- concert recently in car you know drive-in so um we, we kind of took that idea and we're like, you know, we started brainstorming, like, what could we do that'd be kind of fun, but safe? You know, at the end of the day, we want to keep people safe. Um, and so we started thinking about it. We're like, it'd be really cool to, like, do kind of a drive-in style event. People can go and watch, like, you know, we're on Friday, we're going to showcase The Wizard, which is the Fred Savage 1989 Mario mm-hmm. 3 commercial, basically what it is. It's a movie. But, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to show that. We're going to do, uh, we're going to have a live band. Uh, we're also going to do a, 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 a Smash Brothers tournament as well all on the big screen, you know, mm-hmm. and in the comfort of your own car, which is cool. And then like on Saturday, we're going to, I'm really excited about this. There's a game movie called uh, Max Reload in the Nether Blasters, which I don't know if you've heard of or not. I'd be surprised if you've heard of it. Uh, uh, it sounds familiar, actually. I'm trying to okay. see if I can find it, something on it. It's filmed here in Phoenix locally. It's produced here. It's got Kevin Smith. There's uh Will Wheaton's got a part in it. It's got Greg uh, Grenberg, which is, he was in like heroes and star Wars episode seven and nine. Anyway, uh it's it's kind of like if you ever seen like um what's that movie came ready player one you ever seen ready player one like yeah that? okay so yeah. it's in the very similar that vein that very similar style of ready player one but the premise mm-hmm. is like this this guy gets this old school cleco vision console and there's this game that he find really rare games like he finds that uh it's a virus and like people turn into zombies and it's just kind of really funny and uh it's 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 mm-hmm. actually it looks really cool so we're gonna be the first spot uh to play oh that. comes out it comes out August seventh. It's okay. I see. So it's like going to be. It's a grand, uh, the, <laughs> grand this, reveal. This is the reveal for it. Yeah, this is going to be the, <laughs> the red. If you want to call it the red carpet, you know, this is going to be the the big review. So I'm hoping to, you know, get the word out about this event. You know, letting people know about it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're taking steps to make sure people, of course, are safe, and you know, people have to be in masks when they're not in their car, going to the restroom, etc. I uh, like w- mm-hmm. with the with the tournament itself, like the Smash Brothers tournament. We're going to place the obviously separate each console. But they're going to play head-to-head, so not playing next to each other. So, like, if right. I were to play in you, you'd have to sit, you know, three or four feet back from the screen. I would be the same. So, you're, at the end of the day, we're, like, 10 feet away really? from each other, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, right. we're really going to encourage people to bring their own uh, controllers as well. Just, you know, we'll have a few available to rent that we will sanitize, of course, between each use. But we want to make sure people bring their own. That's probably the best thing, you know. Um so yeah, I think it's gonna be unique. There's not really a gaming event like it in the country. From mm-hmm. what I don't know if you've heard of anything. I mean, you're pretty well in tune with 
with definitely uh, not. <laughs> yeah. So to my knowledge, it's the first thing like it in the country. Um, I think it's being pretty well received so far. People are pretty positive about it. It's a way for us to keep uh, the game on name out there. And there aren't any like quote geek culture events going on really through the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Sabo got, got, got canceled or postponed. Uh, and so it's just kind of, we're doing like a virtual cosplay contest. Uh, so for those who want to submit videos of them and their cosplay, because people spent hours making their cosplay, you know, so you want to give a platform for people to be recognized and have fun. And, you know, uh, so we're going to play that on the big screen. So it should be fun. It'll be unique. It's going to be totally different than your typical con though. It's not, we're not gonna have a vendor hall, you know, there won't mm-hmm. be any major guests, you know? So it's going to be, when you're there, you're going to be in your car or by your car in your, in your area. Right. So, we're going to space the cars apart, um, but it's going to be outside. And so God mm. willing, hopefully the weather holds up. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, mm. it, it should be a really fun event. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. No, it sounds, it sounds like a real, I mean, like it's very, it's definitely very creative. Something that when you, when, uh, I was the stuff that I have seen and the stuff I have read about it, I was like, this is very interesting. Uh, and like, it is one of a kind. I've never really heard of any yeah, other, uh, uh, other kind of gaming event that's doing something like that. Kind of outside the box, right? It's, it's not your typical, <laughs> not your typical, uh, driving event, you know, cause, yeah. uh, and drive-ins are fun. Don't get me wrong. I like going to see a movie and it's fun to see. This is a nice digital screen. Um, but we wanted something interactive and like when it's your turn to, to play your tournament, we're going to text you, you have to stay in your car. So it won't be a situation where you like normal pre COVID world, you could have people, you know, around you watching how you play. That's not going to be the case here. This is going to be people watching from in their car or by their car. So yeah. Yeah. So. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Is it going to be streamed in any, I guess it's not really a way to stream. Yeah, it you since know, it's going to be outside. I'd love to, but there's not any high wi-fi there unfortunately because it's yeah, outside yeah. otherwise i mean we'll record it we maybe we'll stream it live later record it later but uh yeah it, it'll be interesting oh definitely yeah i'm definitely wanting to see see uh, what that's where uh how that is because i or try my best to uh promote it as well because uh unfortunately i would have to be there in spirit but, <laughs> but no for the you, most and you part. will be man you will be for <laughs> sure so you absolutely will be yeah. for sure yeah. yeah but it's like yeah but no, it's, that's a really cool it's a really cool idea like i definitely i'm definitely digging that I, and uh i was uh re- really bummed when i heard the postponement of uh uh of the convention itself because like every year like i said we usually like to come down we do our yeah. uh, extra life thing and stuff yeah. the auction oh the auction is the one thing i really miss i, I love going to the auction yeah the auction, <laughs> but, the uh, auction is fun time and you know unfortunately, yeah, it's we, always won't, fun. we won't be doing an auction yeah. here at the but no, but it's definitely but but overall though the brand game on expo is definitely rising up though because like thank you because like yeah because it's not something there there wasn't something of its kind i mean what is was it be there would it, would this have been its fourth year or third sixth, year this would be the sixth year so we sixth started year? oh yeah, okay. we started in 2015 uh first three years it was no first two years it was in uh the mesa convention center and yes we we moved to Phoenix Convention Center the third year. So the past three years, we've had it at uh, the Phoenix Convention Center, which, you know, looking back on it, we probably could have stayed in Mesa one more year, um, mm-hmm. but we would have had to make that jump eventually. And, it, you know, it's hard going from one venue to the other because uh, oh. it's, it's a big jump, right? Going from like, uh, I think what we were at like last year, we had almost 100,000 square feet, where in Mesa, I think their max is like, 15,000 square feet or something like that. Wasn't so nowhere near as big. Nowhere near as big. And you've been to Mesa, man. You know the layout. And the layout's right? weird. It's and weird. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you know, trying to get to, yeah. try and get to uh, the panel rooms and stuff. So it's, I, it's a trick. I have fond memories being there. Uh, you know, the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I will say this about the Phoenix Commissioner, man. They've been amazing to work with as far as getting out of this year. Because, uh, we, you know, we have contracts, you know. And it's, uh, I was really nervous about that initially. And especially with the hotel room blocks and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't realize behind the scenes that if I could snap a finger and say this show is not going to happen, that's one thing. But I have to make sure I talk to everyone I partner with, the vendors, the um, you know, because it affects not only obviously us, it affects the vendors, it affects the the security, it affects the the food, uh, it affects you know the hotels. I mean, everyone's being affected by this. So yeah. you know, when I heard that like San Diego Comic Con got canceled, I mean, that's like literally millions of dollars in that community that uh, is not going to happen this year. And I don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand why it got canceled or proposed, mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard on the economic side of things for sure. So Definitely. I can't imagine the I, logistics of that uh, because I know how much it costs to put on my show. I can't mm-hmm. imagine how much it costs to put on like a San Diego comic-con like that's gotta, we're talking like millions. 
What's scary to me is like because I mean I've I, I mean I'm probably not to the level that you that you dealt with, but I know I've done uh, I kind of gotten a little bit on the back end on on the setting up a convention, but like the idea because you already know like I mean they they, they it's not like they they ask for the money eventually they ask for that stuff up front and then plus yeah. that the, on top of that stuff yeah. and other things it's just like you have headaches and oh, you have like maybe. Headache after headache of something else that you have right. to worry about, the something else that you have to worry about, right. retainers and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. Like, like, so I mean, in the, uh, yeah, uh, like San Diego Comic Cons easily has to be over like a good, ridiculous amount of money or oh. like New York or all that stuff. So. It's, yeah, for sure. And yeah. their sponsors. <laughs> I mean, like, all their sponsors will be like, yeah, we're canceling it this year or we're, we're postponing it this year. It's like, oh, okay. So, like, so probably, I'm just imagining there's like a lady inside an office room just like for a month just yeah. saying like getting stuff done but uh uh yeah. it's such a nightmare i mean we we had 80 vendors signed up uh to the mm-hmm. point when we canceled and i i reached out every single one of them personally and i explained the situation and you know they understood and i offered mm-hmm. them i said look i will give you your money back if you want your money back i would prefer for you to carry it over for next year because it's just you know it would just be easier yeah. on us however uh-huh. either way if you want your money back and i think we had all but like maybe like 10 that said uh, they'll carry over to next year, which is amazing. So got a pretty good That's rate. Good. Yeah. So it's, people are very understanding. I think as long as you're like really people and like you tell them like mm-hmm. what's going on, like I'm not trying to like chip anyone and we're all in this together, you know, like we're not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so um, I'm, I'm excited about game on. I'm excited. I think honestly, I think next year there's gonna be a lot of pent up demand for cons. <laughs> you oh, know? I, like like yeah, when this, all yeah. this clears up and, 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 you know, they're already talking about vaccines hopefully. And they're saying maybe spring mm-hmm. of next year. I'm really hoping that, um, you know, there'd be a lot of pent up demand. I think people will be have a lot of. I think the people will be looking to burning some money in their pockets and you know going to cons. <laughs> you know, and and I, you know, I mean, even now, I, I'm like itching for the moment to go out and like, like interact with people. You know, like there are mm. part of me that misses that. You know, like yeah. that daily interaction. Uh, and so uh, I'm not doing that now. Obviously, I'm kind of like you. I'm <laughs> hunkering down at home. But right. uh, I, part of me is like itching to go out and like give someone a hug, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, cause I think we all, I think we all like crave that, you know, I think human nature, we all crave that. Like, Hey, give a high five or, you know, whatever, you know, that's like, that's mm-hmm. who I am in person. I'm, I'm like, that's how I'm programmed. Like I'm a person's, a people's person, you know? So, right. Like, <laughs> right. Definitely. No, I totally understand. That. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I got, what, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, 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 I got like one more question for you. Sure, I of just, like, really of know, especially the uh, so like next gen consoles were literally like on the cusp for the next gen. Yeah. Um. Actually, it's more like a two part question. Are you the kind of person that likes to buy day one, or do you kind of wait for it to uh, to go? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, to go for it, or I, I am yeah. a, I am a gen one. I'm a first day buyer. I've done I've done that since going back to like, gosh, like the Dreamcast. You know, or no, even oh, the, wow. even the N64 man. I I got day one. I was lucky. I was at one of those lucky kids. Got got the N sixty four. Wow, um, that's really good. Yeah. So no, I am a day one. However, with a caveat, I think they're going to be really hard to find because generally new consoles are hard to find in general. Like going back, yeah. to like when the Switch. But look at the Switch now, man. Like they're not making them. In China's been affected, right, with production. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like when the PS five does come out, um, like it's going to be really hard to find because there's, there's going to be that demand, but there's also going to be that that lack of production. You know, so it's they already even announced that they were going to be they were going to be releasing less units for the first gen as they did for the PS4. So like, and the PS4 was not super like ridiculously large, but it's right. still for them to say that to already say that up front. And since it's going to be two different models, a digital and a, di- a disc and a discless version, uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be I don't know how what the ratio is going to be. I feel like they're going to it looks like they're kind of pushing more for a discless. But uh, being uh, being me, I'm going to have to get the disc. I need to get a I disc. I agree version. with you on that, man. I'm, yeah. I'm all for physical. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. I get people ask me, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me, is Sydney Hunter coming out for a physical Switch? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd be a rich man because I feel like there's a lot of people <laughs> who want it for and, and I'm on the same boat, man. I'm, I'm old school. Um, so I uh, we are really still physical. But I, I'd much rather mm-hmm. have – because, like, I'm trying to think, like, you know, we see pickup videos and – like on YouTube now mm. where people are like, this is my game room. Like behind you, you have all these games behind you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Ward, what's the gen- next generation going to do? Like, hey, this is my game collection. Here, let me show you my hard drive. Like, <laughs> like what, what are they going to have to handle that? You know, like it's all going to yeah. be like, 
it's all going to be on your hard drive. Like, okay, that's what's the fun in that? Because like, dude, I can see in your background, you have like some really cool collector's edition sets and stuff, right? Box oh, sets. Yeah. You got it really coolly displayed. You know, you got some really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and that's unfortunately with digital. Uh, obviously it's very, I mean, from developer side of things, it's, it's cheaper to produce and like, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost anything to release it digitally. Right. Uh, where yeah, physically we have to really pay for, you know, the, the production, the shipping, you know, so I can kind of see both sides, but I'm with yeah. you, man. man I've, I've gotten, been... I've gotten an argument after argument. You know what? Like, it's funny to me because like, personally, I wouldn't mind digital. I like, I would, I really wouldn't mind getting a digital copy, but my biggest issue is that digital in the long run is more expensive than a physical copy yeah. because they're, because like theoretically, since, uh, you can get you can sell the game cheaper than what you bought it for, and then like the same game can still can still always be the full price on dig, right. uh, on digital, and it takes longer for it. Right. So like, uh, so yeah, so yeah, that was gonna be my second question. If you did get it, which which were you gonna get the physical? Would you get the uh, the disc or the disc list uh, version? Yeah, but. you know the answer, bro. It's it's gotta get the, gotta get the physical. <laughs> gotta get the disc. You know. I mean, oh that's, god. That's a good. But you'd be honest, like the the you know like the um, millennials, they probably don't care. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of speaking true. in general terms, but. They're like, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like, but for me, someone who grew up, I think for us who grew up in the 80s and 90s, who grew up physical with, with cartridges and, and that's why I love the Switch, man, is I love the Switch because there was like oh, a cartridge, yeah. you know? Um, I definitely, yeah. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, for me, for sure. I hope to get one, uh, but we'll, we'll see how hard they'll be. To, and I probably won't, because I can't imagine secondhand how much they're going to sell for, you know? Oh, I, God. I don't want to yeah. go on eBay. I'd never... Oh, it's like like uh, when I got like the old, there was only uh well the PS4 uh it took me two years I didn't buy the PS4 immediately I waited two years mm-hmm. for it before I decided to get it I think it was for Batman actually mm-hmm. uh uh but then uh but the I remember my very first time when I decided to get my first my my Gen One was my PS2 console because I pay uh, I had a summer job and I was like I'm gonna buy it out of my own money mm-hmm. and then uh. Apparently the GameStop that I reserved it at closed down, but they didn't tell me that oh, they closed no. down. <laughs> yeah, so I had to like hunt it down, found where it was at, and uh, they found out. Uh, I found out that uh, that was the day when uh, we, we were going to be doing a marching band, or because I was in band too. Okay, uh, a, a marching band competition. So I just told my marching band dude, I lied to him. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sick. I, uh, I can't go." <laughs> what'd you, to, what'd you play? Oh god, I played the tuba, dude. Like oh, you're it was... the tuba guy. I, I played trombone, oh, yeah. man. I was in marching band for. I went to ASU, Arizona State, and I was in marching band through college. So, oh really? Trombone, trombone. Man, yeah. I hated marching band. I hated carrying <laughs> that sousaphone. Yeah, man. just like riding around it all the time. I was like, no, I was like, so like, I, I, I was already like, you know what? I already had my one foot at the door already, and I was just well, like, you I need to go for it. Though. I mean, you got to be a big guy to play those sousaphones, man. Those are those are heavy instruments, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good times, man. Yeah, not I, comfortable. Speaking of GameStop, I kind of feel like they're going to be the next blockbuster, man. To be honest with you, down the road, like I just well, can't see them. I just never really liked the idea. Well, I mean, their practices in general are way too aggressive to a point where it's yeah. like I don't. They're they're, they're kind of just rubbing. They're 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 making. They're just making it easier and faster for them to to yeah. go under faster. Yeah. Um, like I I I think like because like even now like even for my physical copies I don't get them on Amazon. I get them at Best Buy. Because right. <laughs> right. right. it, it's like it's perfectly fine. Yeah. But like yeah, no, GameStop has uh, kind well, of gone. When- when they started asking for if you want like to buy a cricket wireless phone opposed to a video game, you knew there was something up. Like, it's like, oh, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I want to buy a tablet? I didn't come here for a tablet. I didn't come here for a phone. I came here to look at for games. You know, now most of them are turning into like a mini Toys R Us now. They're selling like figures and collecting items, and, you know. So it's, it's sickening, actually. Yeah. When I look when I go into it, it's really sickening. I, I it's just, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of GameStop. I don't have my, mo- they don't have my money because I, they, they just treated me bad. Yeah. For like if, there, if, but we'll see. If they were smart, uh, I think what, I would recommend GameStop to do. And I, I know they sell retro games online, whatever. But <sighs> I would recommend carrying like retro games in the store and like holding mm-hmm. like game tournaments and like when things get back to normal, you know, do like retro tournaments and like do tournaments in general. Like have a more of an interactive reasoning kind celebration of the towards gaming. Exactly, yeah, I definitely you know? agree. Yeah, I definitely agree yeah. with it. But yeah. like, it just seems like the higher ups do not want that. They just they're just trying their best to yeah find you other weird ride reasons. the ship. Like, yeah, for sure. I think like, but like, I think the thing that killed me was when they when they bought uh, new games and they opened them up so they so can the be used and then they yeah. mark them up, yeah, and then mark to mark them up. I was like, man, I don't like this company. Or <laughs> yeah, throw the, you, like, you, throw, you you trade in your 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 two uh, DS game or like, whatever, and then they like uh-huh. they throw the box away. It's like, oh, the box. Oh yeah, especially like world. that. 
Yeah. And why? <laughs> oh God. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but uh, John, thanks for stopping by. I really yeah, appreciate you, you doing you, this dude. interview appreciate with me. You, uh, would you like to plug anything before we let you go? Yeah, I mean, just you know, Gamester eighty one on YouTube. Uh, you can just t- Google search it. You'll find me on YouTube. I have Twitter, Instagram. You know, all those social media, uh, Facebook. Uh, Star Wars not seventy seven. We talked briefly about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Collector Vision Games, Collector Vision uh, on all social media platforms for the most part, as well as uh, CollectorVision.com is kind of where our gaming is. And really Game on Expo, right? So GameOnExpo.com. We also, for those who are interested about the, the drive-in event, it's called GameOnDriveIn.com or GameOnMegaDriveIn.com, either one. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's going to be coming up August 7th. It's in a couple weeks, man. So really yeah, appreciate, like weeks. appreciate Always appreciate your support. Your, your team's been an amazing job. Support for for game on expo and all that and I, I it's great to catch that man it's been too long yeah yeah no no doubts man thank you thank yeah. you for definitely doing this it's really cool it's really cool definitely and uh uh guys this is davis over at Confreaks and geeks and uh, another episode of uh uh of uh, pop culture hidden uh pop culture gems man i can't even get the name right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh you can always check us out we'll always do a new episode of this here uh uh you could uh just follow us on uh either youtube social media uh con freaks and geeks or the main one uh, if you want to see each episode go to any podcast service pop culture gems and definitely uh give us a follow like comment whatever it, to not miss an episode so uh this is davis signing off y'all take it easy peace yep yep <laughs>